podcast. It's Friday. It's the UK. It's the IGN UK podcast on a Friday. Hello, I'm Simon. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hello, Matt. Hello. You Le- sound like you've had a wild day. Oh, you know me. There's an urgent <laughs> atmosphere around the office. Yes. I've definitely not shouted at people that I consider <laughs> friends today. <laughs> well, that sounds like you shouted at me. No, 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 no. No one here. No. But we I have, have shouted. Mainly due to a new Death Stranding, not even trailer, a whole almost hour of wandering stuff happening. Well, I don't want you point. Wait, no, this isn't because of the death. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> I didn't shout at people because of the Death Stranding. No, no, no. It's just that's what's, you know, we've had a hectic morning because that drop, rarely does something drop a lot, like 7 8 o'clock hour yeah, time. It's cause, weird. Because of TGS in Japan, if you mm. don't know, that's happening. And Kojima has so far unveiled 49 minutes mm-hmm. of new gameplay of uh, Death Stranding. Plus, what was it, like a seven-minute cutscene yep. that, Joe, you got to see at Gamescom, but it was the first time the public yep. got to see Correct. it. And, well, he's called this Volume 1 of the gameplay. And then on Saturday, I believe, there's another 30 minutes, which he's called Volume 2. <laughs> and then Sunday, he's doing another live stream, but maybe not doing gameplay? No, it's just, that's a chat with the Japanese cast. Of oh, the game, mad bastard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this game. Every single time we see it, we're now piecing it together. Yeah. I'm now. I now know what I'm going to be doing in that game. Yes. I think finally. Well, that's it. This is the first time we've seen a quest mm. from start mm-hmm. to end, with some bits cut out in the middle. We've seen a quest, mm. and so we know that it. And I'm stealing this wholesale. This is someone on our YouTube comments called it Uber Eats the Game, <laughs> which I actually consider a ringing endorsement. That is what yep. I want this game I think, to be. Matt, you described it as Euro Truck Simulator, but fun. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, <laughs> Hold on. Not, let's not say but fun. <laughs> Throwing him under the, well, under the truck. So I, I like. have enjoyed a few games of Euro Truck Simulator, but yeah, I think it's Euro Truck Simulator combined with... You know, a, a bit a of narrative gear with some narrative. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we now know that, like, it is a game of taking uh, supplies from one area to another across America in the... We knew that it was about uniting different cities yep. across mm-hmm. America, um, but we now know sort of, like, it's, it's a game about managing like, literally the load that you put on your, yeah. on, on your physical back. It's about plotting a route across big sections of America. It's much more of a survival game than I thought it would be. But not a survival game in as much it's more as... Of a, it's more of a maintenance game yeah, than yeah. a survival it's, game. That's it. It doesn't feel like it's going to be you're dead. No. It's going to be like you're a bit inconvenienced, yeah. which and is the right kind of the right side of. Yeah, I don't want to have to be stopping to cook every ten minutes. No, or something. no I'll it? change my shoes if there's blood dripping <laughs> from them. Yeah, yeah. So it's that thing of, and this is where sort of like it comes back to the Euro tricks truck stuff. It's kind of like your boots are sort of like your tires. Like there's maintenance yeah. that you have to do to yourself to keep going, and also like if you fall down a mountain, like you're going to damage your cargo, and it means that you're not going to get as as the currency seems to be in this is like Facebook style likes yeah, yeah. Um, so you don't get as many likes for damaged cargo it appears and, and feet are stuff kind like of that. like human wheels when you think about oh, it they are that's why I consider myself a flesh mech yes <laughs> do you know what I'd always terrified me the wheelies from Return to Oz oh god they were They're horrible fucking terrifying I've never watched Return to Oz really so I loved it as a kid best was that terrified me yeah describe yeah. the wheelies they are terrifying kind of Clown-like, clown-like figures. things that just go around on skates. Yeah, they've Ooh. got they've got instead of hands and and feet, they have wheels. Yeah, um, are they wheelies uh, or wheelers? Wheelers, yeah. wheelers. Didn't the go. third uh, his dark hurt materials? <laughs> the materials <laughs> books. Materials. Yeah, uh, didn't that have some creatures like sort of gazelles with wheels instead of legs? Did I imagine that? <laughs> they go to like a different plane of existence and I'm sure there's like some desert gazelle things I mean, they've got I don't wheels instead recall of eggs, that, Planes of existence are a thing yeah. in those books. Anyway, we've we've gone far yeah. off. Um, Let's come back. Could have been a Magic Gathering book. <laughs> so I yeah, read Death Stranding. It together. looks like... So the mission we've seen is he has to travel three and a bit kilometres, which is no short distance. It's over 3,000 metres. Uh, <laughs> and Correct. Yes, has to deliver this cargo to another place. and Central Knot City to Port Knot City. No, and it looks like we're going from east to west across America. Mm-hmm. That seems to be maybe what the crux of the game is, mm-hmm. just doing these quests, which essentially are you're a postman going across America and being inconvenienced by... Yellow men and t- 
Tar beasts. Excuse me. Men dressed in yellow overalls. Thank you. Well done. They're the, they're only the, you, only you. Well, that shows more about you. That's than me. absolutely not true. You. There was panic in your eyes as soon as you said it. People know what I mean. Um, it I is hope. kind of. It has just occurred to me a yeah. sci-fi Oregon trail in some ways. Mm. Like there's a lot of what well, East yeah. to West manifest destiny bullshit, and also. It's about just staying alive, yeah. getting from one place to another. Because a lot of it is... And crossing rivers is difficult. So, yeah, a lot of it is... On Surf Several could appear mundane and tedious. Probably might be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then... It, and there's also just, like, slapstick elements of falling into rivers. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's also the mad stuff you expect from Kojima, which is massive tar beasts that are kind of like massive dogs that yeah. fire yellow lasers that yes. is weird and you and you bomb them with your own blood yes you do <laughs> do, you know, do you know what else this reminds me of what's that um is it spin tires or mud runners or like yeah you know, the russian, russian truck games truck game, where yeah. you're just stuck in mud for ages <laughs> yeah like, it has a bit of that like finding yeah. fun in just minor inconveniences yeah, absolutely but seeing that boss fight made me more excited that it wouldn't just be the walking part of it. I'm kind of up for that for stretches. It'll mm -hmm. be a nice change of pace, but I could see it. We have no idea how big this game is. I mean, it, looks it could be like eight hours. It could be 50. Yeah. I have no idea. I get the impression now it's actually going to be a lot bigger than I thought it was because mm. there's... The thing is that when you look at the distance that is apparently travelled mm -hmm. across the United States from that one city to the other one, where you've apparently gone 3,500 metres... Yeah. It looks I don't about think the United States is very big. No, no, yeah. no. So I think the world is like you compared it to. You know how the truncated world of the crew works. Yeah. But I sort of had it in my head that this legitimately might have been like a five-hour video game. Mm. But if that's if almost an hour is one quest, yeah, and it got a little bit of side questing in it where where like he found some cargo that belonged to a musician mm -hmm. and kind of went off. If that's just one quest, is if unless this game is like five or six quests long, it is legitimately bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah. I we think it is big. We are closer and closer to my dream of a game that's just like a better version of I Am Alive by Ubisoft, where it's just getting around is hard. Mm -hmm. I'm into it. Mm -hmm. I am uh, intrigued because all the combat we've seen so far seems like it might be optional. Like even that boss fight, mm. it's not clear whether that is a scripted boss fight or you could avoid that by not being caught yes and especially when you go to that camp and take on those people you might need the things they have to survive but, but there was no I also, question yeah there. I also no. am wondering can you just play this game just as a travelling game I think you can yeah I, I think, think that's the well no actually I don't think you can because there will absolutely be cut sections mm. set in the other side and there'll be proper antagonists to the game as well I think but I do think the bulk of this game will be are you a good, efficient travelling man? <laughs> Which I'm into. Also, can you imagine telling us a year and a half, two years ago, that this is what Kojima's next game is? Yeah. Like, that's insane. Mm. There were, but especially when they go to that sort of, like, enemy camp, that's very Metal Gear. There's still elements oh, of his games in there. It looks like Metal Gear 5. Yeah. Like, even mm -hmm. down to the text and the display and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's stuff in there that's just so similar. I do, if you haven't watched it because it seems long and it's in Japanese, if you're interested in this game, you should watch the 49 minutes yeah. because I think, mm -hmm. apart from anything else, it's really entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> like just watching this fucking well, bizarre he, thing He also he plays a harmonica for a baby who starts dancing. <laughs> uh, Sam does, not Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about the actual presentation of it is that Kojima's joined by a lady who I'm assuming is a, a presenter in Japan, whose whole role seems to be just Going surprised wow. at yeah. everything. It's just every software. She's like, whoa, this is crazy. Which I would love that job. Like yeah. Just sitting next to Kojima going, oh my God, you're weird. That's yeah. great. It also it was the first proper look that we've had of like, what he means by strand and obviously um it apparently means several different things yeah um so uh, apparently one of these things is a weapon there is literally yeah. a, a weapon in it which is basically a non-lethal version of hitman's garrot wire mm -hmm. um but also it seems to me that strand gameplay is actually just dark souls but reinvented in terms of like the way in dark souls you used to be able to put messages on the floor to help mm -hmm. other players come out 
you can sort of do this in, in Death Stranding, but on a much bigger magnitude. So it's not just about leaving messages, which you can, you can leave mm-hmm. little signs, but also like if there is a particularly difficult river crossing, you can literally put a bridge down in the world so that other players don't have to fuck yeah. their way I'm across it. I'm just wondering on yeah. what scale that is, because obviously it's not going to, it can't just be, that was, if the millions of people that are going to play this oh, game, you'll just be, you'll be get the covered random in ones. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like how Dark Souls, it just randomly picks high yeah. rated ones and your friends and stuff. It's just whether like, I appreciate the vision of Kojima that everyone's going to work together, but there'll be people that put oh. signs in the wrong places oh, yeah, and fuck but that's you be over. The point. But yeah. they won't get likes, and the likes are a currency. So, yeah. un- in, unlike what well, you do get um, rewarded for getting good likes in Dark Souls, actually, but that element of every one of those things, you are actually being given something useful. Mm-hmm. You're kind of incentivized to do nice things. So, like, the, there's a bit in it where the guy just finds someone else's bike that they yeah. left behind. You're like, okay. That kind of works because you go, well, I don't need this for this next bit. If I leave this here, it's actually going to benefit me in the long run when people give me likes for it. Yeah. Um, I also like, yeah, I, I, the Dark Souls comparison is really good, but it's also imagine if Dark Souls, like you, oh, when you opened a gate or created a shortcut, that also does it for other people mm-hmm. because you did it, or you just drop your Zweihander for someone else to have. You know, like yeah. I like that push mm-hmm. towards that. I do love that Kojima seems very convinced that he's made it up <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think you know you know it's sort of like when all the shit happened with uh, Konami do you think like he's literally just been locked in a box for years and so he's convinced well, he himself he is the cicada man according <laughs> to his own twitter feed did you see the um, he is, has he spoken about this or is this something people came up with after he spoke about it but there, at one point he was saying like you would see people's footprints through the world that take you, you that's like the, show um, you the way sure yeah was that literal I don't know what well, it was in the demo there for were some footprints yeah, yeah. Was for it a fo- very small yeah, there yeah. Were footprints oh, okay. for a I small time because yeah. I kind of like the idea that it would create desire paths through the world and like you're essentially mm. rewriting what the mm-hmm. world looks like a bit by all going one yeah. place but yeah. yeah I'm well up for it so am yeah. I it's out we're only what two months away now oh, that seems insane I know it's great. It's out in November. Mm. My birthday's in November. I've had a birthday present from Kojima. What oh, a nice man. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Do you know what games are out now, though? We've all been playing games that are out now or... Soon. Very, very soon. Number one, Gears 5, Matt. You've been playing some Gears of War. Tell me about Gears of War. Can I tee this up slightly? Yeah. Because uh, recently you've been playing Gears 4 to get Mm -hmm. back up to speed and you've been fucking hating it. (laughs) I don't think I've been as vocal about fucking hating a game as much as I have as Gears 4 for quite some time. Definitely not in my IGN sort of tenure. Um, So yeah, Gears 4, I think absolutely dreadful, mundane, boring, one-note game. Mm -hmm. Gears 5, absolutely nothing like it. It's like there's an entirely different team behind it. I would genuinely believe it was a different developer if they, they didn't know they added huh. more shades of grey to this one uh, I mean the shades of green now oh, my blue and green. white and all these so uh, like it, it literally opens in like this beautiful forest and it does very very quickly then go into a slightly more grey gearsy sort of area but it seems like the bulk of the game where I've got to is set on this like beautiful tundra sort of area mm-hmm. um, and this is where has anybody heard of the skiff this no. is a big part of the I game. I've heard of it. Oh, it's like you can kind of open world it about a bit, right? So so the the area that I'm in feels a bit it's it's definitely still a linear game where you play linear missions in a in a campaign order. But you know how Halo has those much bigger sort of maps mm-hmm. that especially when you get the vehicles that you can just go and wander around and they they're fairly huge for a campaign game map. Yeah. It's got that to it. We're you, talking like Tomb Raider one, where you had like li- you had straight path, then a little hub area, then a straight path, then sort a of hub a bit area. like that, yeah. Um, and actually, talking about Tomb Raider, because they're both obviously built on the Unreal Engine, it's the game that visually it reminds me the most of. I keep looking yeah. at it and going like, "Fucking hell!" Like, because I adore the look of Tomb Raider. I think mm. it's one of the nicest looking games of the generation. I keep looking at it and going, "A bit of Tomb Raider in this, isn't there?" Like the faces have got that really huh. nice Tomb Raider texture. Um, but basically, in this huge sort of tundra area, you've got, for lack of a better term, it's a sailboat that goes on ice. Yes, please. Um, it's a bit s- like Jabba's thing. But <laughs> yeah, a, a little a snow bit. Version. The barge. Yeah, a little mm. bit. Imagine a two-man version of that, and you stay on the back, and you've got kind of like like your lines that lead to the big kite sail thing at the front, and then you just sail that around and sort of discover little things on the way, Sounds get to missions, good. get off it. Like sometimes there are big doors that you can't get it through, so you get off and do mm-hmm. a mission in there to open a door to get it through. And just that adds a little bit of nice so Is it a little bit feel. also like the 
using the boat in the little hub area of God of War. A little bit like yeah, that. Yeah, so actually that hub area of God of War, yeah. the Midgar section, mm. is exactly one of the things I was thinking of the other night when I was playing it. Um, but I think the key thing aside from that, like that is great and adds another level of feeling. And I think what the reason why I think Gears 5 is so good compared to 4 is that it's not just about hunkering down behind a waist-high wall and shooting something with a lancer. Mm. Um, so, for example, one of the set pieces, which I'd heard about before I got to it, and I sort of wish I hadn't had it spoiled for me, but I'm going to spoil it for everyone anyway because oh, it literally is out there, and it's not huge. Um, there's um, basically... <laughs> Cheers. I'm mad, I'm mad way to start <laughs> I'm into it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, you, you're the person that told me about it. So there's... What did I do? There's, um, like... In the world of Gears, there's a Hamilton production. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> sorry. And it's like it's it like it, I say it's small. It's not one of these. Yeah. But I think kind of like it. it they're been actually one of performing the songs. No, so it's the, named after a statesman in the Gears universe okay. called yeah. Embry. I think? Yes, Embry. And you see the posters around, and and like when you first see it, you're like, oh, that's cool. There's kind of like a little bit of an in-universe thing. But you go to the theatre where it is being performed, and they've got the Hamilton rotating stage, and when you pull a lever all the curtains open and basically it starts playing the music and it's very Hamilton influenced you know, big band shoot the whole cast and well you don't shoot the whole cast they're oh. not there they're almost certainly dead but there's a boss fight <laughs> that's it. done like in that and that's really really cool but what that's indicative of as a larger thing is it's not just that cover stays still like so for example one of it's just a very very small thing but if you hide behind a filing cabinet, you can just grab the filing cabinet and, and like slam it down on the floor so you That's go from cool. vertical cover to horizontal mm-hmm. cover. And it's all those little things that make combat feel like they're not static elements. And also, you know, traditionally, and this is the thing that I couldn't get over Gears 4 doing, is that it still had the same, like, the pace of Gears 1, which is mm. a game that came out in 2006, is that you go into a room, like the floor would break open and it would create a spawn point for enemies. They'd leap out, you'd shoot them and you'd move on to the next one. Whereas now like a lot of those things still sometimes happen because it's part of the Gears lore that the creatures come from underground. But sometimes you go into a room where the swarm are already there and they're just patrolling. And I know that that is something that just happens in every other game. But it's like, it changes the pace of combat. It changes the way you approach those situations. Mm. And also the Lancer now, you can get Lancers that have got fucking grenade launchers on them, mm-hmm. which feel, again, they're things that exist in other games, but this is a, it's more of a mortar than a grenade launcher. So you fire it at someone, but then the bullet, well, the grenade fires up and then explodes midair and rains clusters down. Yes, please. Mm. And like, they're all these little things that just, it, it has transformed it from the most mundane Gears of War style thing you could to something that feels a little bit more up to date, a little bit more inventive, you know, more imaginative the stuff going on from moment to moment that feels fun to do mm. rather than more grey, mm. more cutting people in two with a fucking chainsaw. So if you're someone like me who's never played a Gears of War properly anyway, yeah. is it a good one? Can you start here? You so won't be lost in any sort of story? It has an opening cutscene that basically sums up everything that happens oh, okay. in Gears 4, Perfect. so you don't have to play it at all. Yeah. Lovely. Um, the majority of it is played, like you do play the first opening two missions as... Uh, Marcus Phoenix's son which is Jadu who was the player character in 4 mm-hmm. but then it swaps to Kate who is a character in 4 but is that this is definitely her game um, so yeah everything has moved on so much that I just play this mm-hmm. nice amazing That's cool I'll do that Joe you've been playing something speaking of games that's uh, an Xbox exclusive yeah and on PC I'm and playing on PC. PC and it looks amazing on PC it's an Xbox console exclusive John. let me reword that Xbox you've been playing exclusive. a Switch Exclusive. And speaking of games that uh, take their source material and push beyond it, mm. here's one that doesn't. Oh, okay. It's called Damon X Machina. Uh, I've never played a game that looks so good and does so much to remind me of games that I love that made me quite so sad. Um, <laughs> All I know about this game is I remember the original trailer and it just looked like it's not my sort of thing. I could tell straight from the off the bat. This is not my sort of game, but I could see Joe getting interested because there's a lot of, of destruction and there's just a lot of flying mechs. So that probably means Matt's interested. Well, the, Matt doesn't like Japanese mechs. He likes big clanky brown Do mechs. You? Yeah, he's like, a big I, clanky mech in, in Gears. That's very fun. I oh. like big purple ones that I've made from the process. Am I right thinking up. they're quite Gundam-like? Yeah, very okay. much so. So Damon X Machina is a mech game made by a producer from the original Armored Core series, which is a series that I really like. Uh, and it is basically a new Armored Core game. But what it fundamentally fails to do is 
beyond looking great and stealing all of Armored Core's like con- construction stuff. It just doesn't bother really having a game. Oh, um, that's because, a problem for a game. Yeah, because every mission is either blow that up or stop it from being blown up. And then halfway <laughs> through, another pilot will come in and everyone will go, what the fuck? This pilot's arrived. And then you <laughs> batter them and they don't die at the end. And then they go, I'll be back. And then they'll be in the next mission. And everyone's forgotten that they were evil in the last mission. You're working together. Sounds like Power Rangers. It's absolutely <laughs> mad. It's got one of the worst told stories I've, I can remember. Like, cutscenes are rubbish. The voice acting's rubbish. Half the story's told in, like, text messages um, that just interrupt you. Sometimes you're just fighting someone and you do so much damage that they get to the limit where they have to stop taking damage so they can be in a cutscene. But... Mm-hmm the dialogue hasn't caught up so you're just shooting them forever and no bu- no damage is coming out and you're like what's that my guns are broken I'm not understanding the mechanics and it's like oh wait no it's waiting for a cutscene because it hasn't had anyone go he's gonna blow <laughs> um, so is that, does that actually feel good being in the it mech? feels great like okay. what they've done is they've fundamentally recreated what I loved about Armored Core, which was building a mech and then piloting that mech and the mech feels like how you wanted to make mm-hmm. it so I, I like Big yeah. chunky boys that can barely move and fire a million rockets every four minutes. That's great. That's my favourite. Or they just stand at the back of the battlefield with one railgun and go, dead, dead. <laughs> and just basically you look at stuff and it blows up and it's brilliant. But what they haven't done is make anything that makes building yeah. a mech worthwhile. So you're like, I could go through that whole game as a guy with a machine gun and a shield mm. and it wouldn't make a difference. And it's just really unsatisfying also which I didn't get to talk about in the review you should read the review it's great because um, <laughs> I read it um, the, the final boss is just one of the worst final bosses that I've ever Aww. played but by the terms of the embargo I'm not allowed to tell you why so just trust me when I say just give up <laughs> so, so, you're, so you're not really recommending this game no what I'm recommending is that someone looks at this and goes oh look at all the good stuff that did and then all the stuff it didn't and then You'd Fuck like that them bit off and make a good one. You'd like them basically to release the mech creator part of it as a free, free to play. <laughs> no, I'd like someone to make the mech creator in a good game. Okay. That would be really nice. I'd love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like a six, like because I like mindless destruction, but after yeah. a while, it was just like, oh, shut up, <laughs> stop telling me a story, just let me blow up a man. I mean, <laughs> thank God there's not a shortage of good Switch games out there. I know. Because I, I know. haven't even started Astral Chain yet. So I had to stop yeah. playing Astral Chain and Fire Emblem to do it. And there's Control. Yeah. And I've been playing a little bit I of Link's Awakening as well. Fire Emblem I did. Huh? I started it like a week off of you guys and finished it before anyone. Yeah. Went I went mad. Off. I know. That's, that was my week off. It was yeah. great. Yeah, Fire Emblem is very good. Well, I've been playing. I've been playing more Japanese games. Yay. Catherine Full Body Ooh. is the re-release Dirty and... little... Um, It's from Atlas Games, the guys who make Persona, so obviously it's going to be good. Um, I played about half of Catherine when it first came out on the PS3 a good few years ago, and I think it was on Vita as well. It was. Yeah. Um, Maybe not at the same time, but it certainly came out on Vita. Um, And I remember liking it and for some reason never finishing it. Something must have come up, I don't know. Too big a lob on, mate. Yeah. Maybe maybe I was in a dark place and it wasn't helping. Uh, That happens a lot. Um... But Catherine, if you don't know what it is, it is a story about infidelity at mm. its core. And it's a puzzle game. It's a weird mishmash of... It's not really like a puzzle game I've played in any other sort of game. It's quite a unique style it of puzzle. It reminds me of like... It's like Sexy Q, but... Yeah, it is a bit like that. <laughs> it's weird. But basically you play a character called Vincent, who is a man who's been in a relationship for I think it's about 15 years. Mm. And he's he's kind of reaching a dead end, like he's getting pressured to get married. And one night at a bar, he gets a bit drunk and this lady comes over and she's very drunk and he wakes up the next morning and she's in bed with him. Bloody hell. It's not ideal, is it? Also, he has his own apartment still. They've been going out for 15 years talking about marriage. Why aren't they living together yet? Is that a Japanese thing? I don't know. I mean, real estate is... It's expensive. Yes, it is, it is in uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know. I'm assuming. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the that's where the story starts coming. And there's a lot of choice based options. And also in this, so every night, what happens is <laughs> you spend time at the bar talking to you. It's half. <laughs> um, it follows the same sort of pattern. So it's got that persona element of 
having relationships and talking to people at this bar right. during an evening and you can choose how drunk you get and that makes you slower in the puzzle parts when you're sleeping later right. and you can oh so the puzzle parts in your dreams then are they yeah so right. I'll get to that bit so first in the evening you're talking to people you're answering text messages from people you maybe shouldn't be texting and it sounds like Vincent's an asshole. <laughs> well you can choose to make him one right can you um, make him nice yeah you can make him walled away all these advances but I still think he gets caught up in it because he likes a drink uh oh and that's a problem he's a fundamentally for flawed character he is and then so what happens is after you spend time at the bar you can choose when to leave you can leave before the person that you cheated with even arrives at the bar that night and just escape if you're good but um, at night you have these nightmares which essentially are the same recurring nightmare but you're ascending up this tower and they're it's like what you said they're cubit style puzzles mm. you're trying to get to the top of this tower each night and by moving and manipulating these bo- blocks pulling them out and it's do you know it's surprisingly hard even like the first or second one you can you have to retry it several times I would actually recommend I find this with a lot of Atlas games the same with Persona especially near the end on the difficulty spike just play it on easy because I find the best part of their games are the stories mm. and the real world bits so that's my little tip for Catherine but then yeah this is the PS4 remaster so they've added a whole new story strand and a new character called Rin and I know that a few months ago there was some sort of controversy about this character and I can't quite remember what I remember what it was around but Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it is but I'm I'm gonna let the story play out and see what I think about it yeah because there's always that thing of with Japanese games like that of like they're from a certain culture right yeah especially and it's the same with Persona there's parts of Persona I'm like (laughs) I should feel uncomfortable here, and I think I do. The entire first dungeon of Persona has dick monsters in it. Yeah. Like, it's literally a, a dungeon set in the mind of a man that is yeah. trying to chat up school children. But that's all... I mean, that's that makes me uncomfortable in the right way. Mm-hmm. I'm not... Right. I, I don't go yeah. through that dungeon going, like, this is from this there's, is trying to tell mm-hmm. me the wrong there's just thing. always the throwaway lines like you know whenever like uh, there's a lot of Arn in Persona 5 like someone's talking to her they'll go like oh it's just the weird thing like there's in Battle Morgana always just say you're so beautiful yeah. it's like yeah. why are we yeah. saying, and there's the stuff this? where Yusuke basically is trying to convince Anne to get naked yes. for yeah. a painting and exactly. there is like the entire group pressurises her yeah. to do it that's and the it's, stuff where I was uncomfortable mm-hmm. in Persona yeah. where I was like yeah, yeah I didn't need that like 16 right yeah <laughs> But anyway, uh, I'll wait to see what happens in Catherine. But I'm in, I'm only like four hours into the remaster and mm. I'm enjoying it. I'm at pretty much the same point I stopped last time, but I'm going to finish it this time. And I'd recommend it for people just because it is a quite unique game. There is nothing like it. And if you're into puzzle games, they're good puzzles. Mm. It's one of the most stylish games. Like that and Persona, I think. I love their style. And the music you can play in it is amazing. They have Persona 5 music at the bar you can put on the jukebox, oh. which is very good. Uh, so yeah, if you're looking for a stylish Japanese puzzle romance-led game, there's literally no other one there's, than that. <laughs> one. Yeah. Enjoy so yourselves. Uh, you've seen a film. <laughs> Is that how we're going to segue yep. in? I love the segues this week. Yeah. <laughs> just couldn't give a shit, could you? <laughs> I think it's just speedies. <laughs> I'm a speedy uh, boy. Yeah, I went to see Ad Astra. The other, the, Brad Pitt's the in that. He is. He is. Um, He's in space. Yes, that is exactly what I've this seen is the about. trailer and I was interested. It was described to me by someone as saving Private Ryan in space. Mm. I've heard is that wrong? now in space. Oh, so it's darker than Yeah, so this is it's one of even. these um, things. When I was watching it, I had forgotten the Apocalypse Now um, com- like comparison that I've seen. And then, sort of like, as I got into like the second half, it was like, oh yeah it is and so like I debated about whether kind of like do you explain to people that there is a hint of like heart of darkness to it is there a thing? I think they've said that in the trailer and this well, I mean, yeah. isn't the one liner that Brad Pitt is going deep into space to try and find his father yeah. he's gone missing but he's mm-hmm. got like father issues and his dad is Tommy Lee Jones which yeah. makes per- why has no one ever cast Tommy Lee Jones as Brad Pitt's dad before? I know it's as soon as I heard it I was like oh yeah it makes sense a lot mm. the jaw <laughs> but yeah I debated for a while whether I wanted to because that indicates sort of like the direction that the film goes in I was like is that a spoiler is that not but James Gray as the director has already said that like oh yeah it's got Heart of Darkness to it and I was like yeah. fine it's on the table so yeah it is about so Brad Pitt um, it all starts on Earth and there is a particularly large event that causes a so basically it's set in like this very very um, like plausible future where there's 
uh, effectively an international style space station but it's in low orbit rather than high so Ooh. he's an engine what seems to be sort of like doing engineering works on the side of it but so because he's on the side of it like there's still gravity so there's things like actually potentially falling off the side of it is a horrendous so thing that would happen it's kind of like the ship in observation yeah yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit loss mm-hmm. mm. so there's a lot of it that reminds me of observation because it's a realistic space like all mm. of the the sections that are inside the space station are very very realistic like uh, observation is reminds me a little bit of gravity because it's got that that very realistic approach to what mm. it is like to deal with being in space um but it goes a lot further outside of sort of like earth because it's set in a world where we are able to travel to distant planets so that's what i was going to say i didn't know if it was a spoiler is it more is it a sci-fi or is it more of a gravity style so hard science film? it's a sci-fi but it's not a science fantasy it's okay. like it, it's not a film about aliens it's not a film about lasers or anything like okay. that um there's no lasers there's no lasers i'm afraid Bullshit. no lasers <laughs> <laughs> there are some guns though there is a fight so some of the segments started to remind me of if, if you watch the expanse or red yeah. leviathan wakes you know sort of like the whole like war between like the belters and mm-hmm. wanting to have um the belters yeah so belters this is, are- this is gonna come back up slightly later oh, in the oh. <laughs> um so in the expanse belters are sort of like a set of people that have been born like they haven't been born on earth and they sort of okay. work out miners on the asteroid Absolute belt belters. there's um they when- get all long there's <laughs> <laughs> no gravity yeah, they can't can't quite do that in the TV hmm. show, so they just look There's like... There's one long man there in is the whole thing. Man. There's <laughs> one long guy. You're like, why is he the only long belter? But is it a good film, Matt? It, it is an astonishingly good film. Wow. And it took me a while to get to this because mm. it is... It's a film that likes to breathe. It is a lot like, you know, when you... Especially Blade Runner 2049 that is a film that just takes its time and mm. it just gradually slowly tells mm. you what's going on this one's on. only two hours right this it? one so. is only two hours but it felt like it was free but not in sort of a bad way yeah um and it's like brad pitt is incredibly understated and in, like his performance is brilliant but he's mm. really really understated and like you can tell that he's a sad man trying mm. to go out and find his father that basically he hasn't seen for decades because space travel takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think the it's to get to the moon. I think is nineteen days or, okay. or maybe so it's it has to get, that interstellar element. As well. Yeah, yeah, it's got all that, and it it deals with the fact that kind of like he gets old as he's traveling through because you know his father is on the very very far end of the of the solar system because yeah. that's the project that his father was involved in so there's all of these it gives him time to consider like why he's going out to find his father what this means for him yeah. and all of these and it's beautifully shot as I say it's incredibly plausible like when you see the locations that have been built on like Mars and the moon they are things that you could like they've got escalators like little bits like that that, that. that <laughs> sort of like anchor it in reality it's got a great cast like Donald Sutherland's in it oh love bit of Donald Sutherland um, and I say um, when I was talking about the belters the whole thing is it's like there are conflicts that are going on in that world that are just sort of hinted at like traveling from one place to another might be dangerous because there are people that don't live on earth anymore that have got their own sort of warring faction Good. Love and it. that's not what I the am. plot of the film is but i love that it's there to open up that universe and it's not a film that's ever going to have like seven sequels and a tv show or anything like that it is its own thing but i love that hint that the world is rich and yeah it's it's a it's a film that takes its time that feels very very long and at times can feel like it's not going anywhere mm. but in the three it's two or three days since I've seen it. It's one of those where you realise actually it's really, really fucking good. It's not just I mean when I came out I thought it was almost great. And I felt like there were things that it wasn't doing right, but then I realised that actually all of the all of the taking its time, all of the slowness of it is actually massively to its benefit because it allows the concepts of the film to sink in. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I really I like it well when, up for this. I like it when Brad Pitt does a really good role mm. because it reminds me that incredibly unrealistically sexy people like myself yeah. can also have <laughs> great talent is, that's worth respecting. It's, uh, have you seen Tree of Life? Because he's I've never watched Tree of Life. Amazing that. Yeah. So, I've, just, I've heard too very many long, bad things very, about Tree of really, Life. Really? I really like is it. Is it Malik that did Tree yeah. of Life? Yeah. Is that the one where there's dinosaurs in it for a bit? Um, it's It kind of, yeah, it does have a whole section that's the whole uh, kind of genesis of life on Earth. 
but it's fucking beautiful mm. and it's it's a long three hour slow film where not a lot happens but you know I love that sort of yeah. thing so yeah, I yeah. think you might like it mm. we'll point out there is a bit in the middle of uh, Ad Astra where it goes quite literally bananas for about two and a when half minutes when you say minutes. quite literally bananas is he a banana for a bit because if he's not a banana for a bit you fucked up uh, there's, a, there's a certain link there oh. um, mm. but like it goes mad and it's like it's like two and a half minutes I have no idea where it came from and I personally would have cut it I have no <laughs> no clue what it's I, like it I love dropped it. out of a different film mm. um, that sounds good yeah <laughs> well from Brad Pitt's seemingly endless search for his father to the actual endless search that's an actual clap that's not me <laughs> trying to say where the jingle has to go for Dale jingle inside it's a UK IGN crew Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos We got the games gonna play for you Inside, I got a question for you Hold tight the DJ, we're coming through Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos We got the games gonna play for you Inside, I got a question for you Is it in the search? We're doing a bit of go on name them this week. I'm glad you could say your own title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> doing a bit of go on name them. Uh, it's been a busy day and yeah. I haven't had a lot of time to prep this, but we've got four topics here. Okay. So if it's two, I'm sorry, it's going to be a share of the wealth. Remember, uh, explain it to people. I'm going to explain. I'm about to okay, explain good. it. Go on name them. I'm doing my own, mate. So I've got four different topics here with a set number of answers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Such as, this isn't one, but say I said, how many Overwatch heroes could you name? All you- of them. Really? We're not doing it. <laughs> um, but, um, and then I want one of, we'll alternate who starts the bidding and whoever thinks they can name the most, the other person will let, will say, <laughs> what will they say? Go on, name them. Go there on, we go. Name them. And if they can name them, they win. And if they can't name them, there we go and it's best of four this is the most stressful endless search game to me is it Mm. Mm -hmm. well I'm glad I did it for you makes me feel ill we've got a mixture (laughs) of things here Death Stranding yeah so far there has been 11 named characters revealed oh god that's good Uh, how many do you think you can get I will let Matt start the bidding um Genuinely two. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh I only... Is he bluffing though? Is he lowballing you? Four. No, you're gonna have to name oh. us. So easy. Sample oh. bridges. Yeah. Uh the others. Uh, <laughs> Bridget. You can't say it's easy and then struggle. Bridget's in it. Yeah, Bridget's in it. D hard man. Yep. Dead man. There we go. Can't do some more. Oh, oh show off. Hard yeah. man. Yeah. Amelie. Yeah. <sighs> Someone's been writing about Death Stranding today. Are you including uh, Luden's fan and the I musician? I'm um, not not musician. Well, he's new, but that's, yeah. that would have counted. Uh, Luden's fan, apparently his name is Preppers. No, prepper, Preppers are the side oh, they characters. Are the, there we go. Preppers okay. are there Luden's go. fan and the musician. Okay. Uh, oh, I reckon I can do more here. <laughs> I know one which you haven't said, which is what I would Troy have said. Troy Baker's character, I can't remember the name of him. Ooh. And Matt Mickelson. Is Matt Mickelson named yet? Yeah. He has a name. Yeah, it's just a re- compared to the others, it's just the really normal name. <laughs> Henry. <laughs> I think that's all I can do. Oh, what were you going to say, Matt? Uh, Mama. Mama. Oh, Mama. Yeah. Margaret Qualley. Did anyone have any more? No. Hig- I, I, so Higgs is Troy Baker. Higgs. Uh, Mads Mookerson is Cliff. Cliff. Get <laughs> <laughs> that. And uh, Leia Sidhu, Fragile. Uh, I wouldn't oh, have remembered that, but yeah. There we go. But, so, Joe is mild sexism going on there. Well, <laughs> well, I'll be yeah, well yeah, you'll we'll be ashamed of your words and deeds. I'm sure I will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's one nil to Joe. <laughs> Topic number two. I've gone for one that's just a bit boring, but let's do it. 25 James Bond films, <sighs> including the one to come. Right. And I'm counting the proper ones that you get in the box sets. Not, not, the... not So not the original Casino Royale mm. and not Never Say Never Again. Yeah, that's Those the only two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 25. Do I have to go first? Yes. 10. That's a fairly good bid. I'll do 12 then. <laughs> mm. There's a lot to pick from. 14. I might be able to do 15. 16. Yeah, go on, name them. Oh, oh, 16, it's a high one. This is too big. Why did I do this? Uh, no Time to Die. <laughs> yeah. Doctor No. Yep. Yeah. Oh, first and last. I'm going inverse into the middle. <laughs> I'm not. That's, that's too uh, complicated. 
Goldeneye and Goldfinger. Uh, yeah, got the go- got the goldies. Quantum oh, O no. Solace. <laughs> what, what that one should not be now. Casino Royale. Yep. Twice. You not counting? No, I it? said we're not counting. I didn't. Not listening to the rules, are you? I don't you? care. I'm listening. Listening to myself. Thunderball. <laughs> that, it, yep, that is seven. Uh, you only live twice. Skyfall. Ooh. Just let me tick them off. I know that those are lots. Don't worry. Nine. Octopussy. Mm-hmm. Moonraker. Yep. That's 11. I've said both the gold ones. We need, we, <laughs> um, we, we need five more from you. He's not five. doing it how I would have, and I think I would have done it by now. Oh! <laughs> well, you asked me to name them, I will name them in any way I he's gone. He's gone a bit scattershot, hasn't he, man? Yeah. I will go a bit scattershot. From Russia with love. <laughs> yes. Tomorrow never dies. The yes. world is not enough. Oh, he's going Brosnan. That's 14. We need uh, two more. God almighty. <laughs> Inspector? Yeah. That's one of them. One more. <laughs> Why did you say one that? more? <laughs> one more. <laughs> uh, I said Octopussy. I said Moonraker. You did, yeah. I can't believe I'm struggling on the last one. So, <laughs> um, there's uh, 10 more to choose from. How long are you giving him that? Loads of time. You've got to give me loads of time. <laughs> What's the one where the lady gets shot? Um, <laughs> giving, him, giving him ten on Her Majesty's Secret Service. There we go. Oh, yeah. He's done it. That's the one where the lady gets 16. shot. Sixteen. It is. Yeah. Spoilers. See, if it, I would have stuck to individual eras and gone through. Yeah. And you start now and work your way backwards because that's the easiest not. way to remember. I think I would have gone the opposite not. way. So you could have also had Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, Man with the Golden Gun. Spy oh, Love Me. Oh, that's the third gold one. I know. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> uh, Spy Love Me, For Your Eyes Only, A View to Kill, The Living Daylights, Licence to Kill. Not a big Timothy Dalton fan, are you? Didn't get any I, of his. I, I don't think I've watched many of the Timothy Dalton oh. There's only two of them. And then, well, <laughs> and then Die Another Day, you could have also had. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow Never so, Dies, Die Another Day, and World is Not Enough. All two nil to Joe. Die Another so, Day is the one with Madonna in it. Isn't you it? need these, yeah. these two, Matt. Right. Because I'm a coward, basically, that's why. Yeah. I'm letting him have them. Here we go. There have been 26 starter Pokemon. Oh! Oh, no. No, this is <laughs> this is going to fuck me over. <laughs> and it's I've only your played bid. the first two gens. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have given him that info. You could have bluffed him. Okay. You, you're bidding first, Matt. Um, six. <laughs> I'll go eight. I can only do six legitimately. Wow. So, oh, hold on. Can you though? No, because I can remember some of the ones from recent having written news about them. So yeah, we're counting. We're we're counting all the the new ones. Sword and Shield. Uh, yes, I'm counting Sword yeah. and Shield. Mm. Okay. No, I don't think I can do eight. Go and name them. Okay. Start with the one everyone knows. Rowlet. Might be happy yourself. Yep. <laughs> Mud, Mudkip. Why are you deliberately choosing not... Turtwig. <laughs> <laughs> bit, Chimchar. Just being a knob anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> score, score bunny. I really hope you say a wrong one by accident. So do now. I. Score bunny. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. How many have I got? Yeah. You've got six. You need two more. Okay. He's I mean, I've got safeties. <laughs> <laughs> You've got two. Se- no. Mm, I might not be able to use them. I would, I would love if you said a wrong one so much. Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> <Bulbasort>. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and big boy squirrel. It's just Squirtle, I'm afraid, not Big Boy Squirtle. <laughs> there we go. That's eight. So you could also have had Charmander, Pikachu. Oh, shit. Yellow, in yellow, yeah. And Eevee, because of Let's Go. Oh, shut up, Eevee. Chikorita, Cinderquill, Totodile, Trico. Oh, I love Totodile. Totodile is maybe my favourite of them all. But for Alligator, isn't as good? No, he's, he's not. as good a level. It's true. Final level. Um, Totodile, Trico, Torchic. Piplop. I hate Torchic. Yeah. Is it Blaziken? Yeah. Yeah, not for me. Big fire chick. Uh, Here's where I stopped playing. Piplop, Snivy. Is it Snivy or Snivy? I think it's Snivy. 
Tepig, Oshawott, I love Tepig, <laughs> Chespin, Fennekin, Froki, Litten, Poplio, and Grookey. Mm. Grookey. You know, Grookey, per the Japanese website for Pokemon, is referred to as the bastard Pokemon. Is it a monkey bastard monkey, Pokemon? I, I think he's just a bastard. Monkey bastard. <laughs> monkey bastard hands. <laughs> oh, that's a good uh, good clip. Yep. Anyway, that is 3-0 to Joe, so victory is not within your grasp, Matt. Never mind. But you can hey. say face. And this is quite a, a limited topic. There are six types of revel in a bag of Ooh. revels. Do they have official the names? Um, I'm. I don't know if they do, but I've a got the six different right, types. Yeah, yeah. And remember, these have changed over the years, so don't get called out. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar with revels, if you're not from the UK, <laughs> I don't know if they have them in America. Revels. I don't think they do. It's just a bag, like you'd have a bag of M and M's, but it's six different types of little chocolate mm-hmm. balls and shapes. People hate them because they are uninventive. Mm. I mean, the people are uninventive. I love them because I like all chocolates. Yeah, that's there why is, I am like myself. There is one in there I'm not a big fan of. Anyway, my, uh, Joe, the six you get to bid that are currently in a bag of rebels. <laughs> Five. Oh, he's not sure about one. Are you going for all Hold six, on. Matt? No, I just has wanna... he got the balls for all six? <laughs> has he got the balls to name? five out of the six you're going to let Joe name all of these you're going to be a coward what, what I'm trying to do I'm trying to preempt if I know them so well, that's not the game that's it I didn't want to go straight in with six <laughs> I want Matt to have a go but only if he's do you not know, a coward do you know do you know your rebels <laughs> I think I can only do five it might as well take the risk on the I six then six. Fine then, I'll try and hey, do the six. God, Peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Tell an me the orange rebels. cream yeah. one. There is. That's the shit one. Uh, I quite no, like it. It's the orange is all right. And I then like how dusty it is. The there's a um, a coffee one as well. There is a coffee one. That's two. Coffee. There's one that is like a minstrel, but it's not got the crunchy coating yeah, on it. Just, so it's like just a disc of chocolate. Just the chocolate one. Yeah. Yeah. Chocolate love disc. That. Um, there's one which is like a shit Malteser. Yeah. Yep. Really I thought hard. it was just a Malteser. No, they're hard Maltesers. No, they're not mm. as... And they're not as... They don't have the nice crisp no, sort of dryness dissolve. to it. No. I love a Malteser. Um, there's like a very chewy caramel. Oh, yep. I love The toffee slash caramel one. Yeah. The one. This and this is, is the one that's changed. I, I think I is know which way the, around it is. What's he going to go for? One more. It's make a break. It's See, all I'm for trying pride. to think the last time I had a bag... I'm going to go for a peanut. Oh, it's no. a raisin. Is it it a was raisin peanut. Or? It's now a raisin. <laughs> Four uh, nil. Four but you got to appreciate the balls. <laughs> and the disc. And the chocolate balls, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, what a thrilling, thrilling <laughs> game of I go on name them. Yeah. I mean, I would. <laughs> Smashed. <laughs> Who's got the first piece of feedback? Matt does. I do. Does he? It says one at the top, so I assume that's the order that you Correct. want to suit him. So this is from Christian. Now, I do apologise, Christian. You're, you are obviously Swedish, as you explain in your piece. So I'm going to try to pronounce the surname as Jitterstrom. I would go Jitterstrom. Right. I would go Jitterstrom as well. Right. But he, at the end, just calls himself Christian, Christian Wine. Yeah, but well, I want you to, you know, I think we should try and expand him. my, yeah. you know, Christian, di- boundaries. tell us how you say it properly, because we are ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hello, or... It's hey. hey, as we say in Swedish. H-E-J. Yeah, we go. I, one of my favourite things when you go to Sweden is people going, hey, hey. It's really <laughs> nice. It makes me feel so welcome. It just makes me feel like they're laughing at me. <laughs> they are laughing at you. Yeah, anyway, yeah. back to Christian. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, sass. <laughs> Read the fucking email. I am. <laughs> Listen to your discussion on the Blair Witch Project movie made me remember a fun memory. I'm old enough to have seen it in the cinema, and I remember the hype about it and the rumours surrounding the movie. We went and watched it during the premiere in Sweden, and I got seats next to a group of young guys. They all discussed the fact that... (laughs) Cardi just made the face and gestures of a group of young guys. (laughs) Hey! Hey! I knew exactly the noise you were making when I made that face. Um, They all discussed the fact that that what we were going to see was a documentary, followed by a movie. Oh, I chuckled on the inside to this since I knew that this wasn't true at all. <laughs> that's, that's inside chuckling. Uh, needless to say, the horrifying movie ended, scariest movie ever, and the credits roll. I could hear the guys behind, beside me whispering, and now it's the movie. Lights went on in the cinema, we stood up to leave, one of them actually shouts at this point, hey, where's the effing movie? Did they, <laughs> did they say hey or hey? 
Uh, well, I mean, it's spelled H-E-Y, but okay. I'm assuming it has been translated. Um, I hung around outside afterwards to watch the four very disappointed guys leave the cinema to my laughter. Imagine going to cinema thinking we're watching an hour and a half documentary and then a full film. Well, they don't know if it's an hour and a half documentary, do they? But by the time it's ending, you must have realised, oh, this is the film. Yeah, but it would not if you're a group of young guys. Not if you're a moron. <laughs> they maybe they thought they were still How in the days young? of the A movie and o- the B movie. Old enough to be seeing it. If you're a group of young guys, you're just like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> baby. That's how I speak when yeah, I'm young. Amazing. So there we go. That's the story. <laughs> I've got this from Tom Davis, but it's for Matt. Oh. What, gents? Hello. That's how Tom speaks. Uh, He says, nice things. My question is specifically (laughs) aimed at Matt, as I know he has a lot of comic book knowledge. But any feedback at all would be greatly appreciated. Last year, I began reading comic books again for the first time since I was a kid, picking up random issues of Iron Man and Captain America at my local post office. I told myself it was so I had some engaging reading material in the house for my young sons, 9, 5 and 3. Strange names. But along with the spice. Good old fashioned jokes. That's a joke. Good old fashioned jokes. But along with the Spider Man titles, I have also got subscriptions for Conan, which they aren't allowed to read. So I guess I need to admit these comics are mainly for me. Anyway, the question relates specifically to the latest reboot slash relaunch of X-Men, The Powers of X and House of X, which started last month. I just wondered where it ranks in terms of recent comic book series, in your opinion. Matt. He hasn't said Matt, I'm just adding it. I absolutely love it. It looks fantastic, the story is amazing, and still so accessible for a newbie like myself. I'm genuinely counting down the days for the next issues to come through the door in a way I don't really for other comics or even TV shows. Have I just landed on an amazing series, or are there some other amazing recent runs I'm missing out on? Any chance of a comic book specific podcast? No. Or can you recommend one? Sorry, bonus question. Keep up the great work. Oh, I said a nice thing. Ribbon saucy knickknacks for the win. Tom in Canuck. Tell us all about the X Men comic, Matt. Uh, I don't know because I've not read it. Oh, let's go. I have heard. Yeah, I have heard a lot of good stuff about this run because it is sort of. It's not a reboot of X-Men because obviously nobody reboots the Marvel Universe like mm. it is this kind of running. But I've heard some really strong stuff that it feels like a real good new era for them. Because I don't uh, read comics in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, that's one of the things I very rarely do. It trades in that. Mm-hmm. I read uh, a news story we did about issue two mm. of this run, which I won't give away because if people are going to read this series... It's a fairly insane twist that they put into it, <laughs> and it sounds fucking wicked. <laughs> so so yeah, I I'm think it. it sounds like it's going to be up there among some of like the what I think will one day be considered like classic X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into X Men, the one thing I can recommend is um, I think it's called Grand Design, which is basically a retelling of the entire history of X Men, but in a much more condensed form. Kevin just, McCloud they, yeah, that's, <laughs> just to get superpowers, mad and houses. Up all the houses. Yeah. <laughs> we are boring bastards. <laughs> I mean, Magneto could probably put together some girders, make yeah. it all make a nice, right. nice chain link fence. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've heard that that is a very good sort of like if you need to catch up on all of the mad bullshit history of the X Men because quite a lot of their history is important to what they're doing today. Grand mm. Designs is quite a good way of catching up on that. Um, just sorry, Kevin McCloud turned into Beast for some reason, <laughs> just hanging upside down from an exposed beam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe the <laughs> confessional point that should come here is that I don't actually read a lot of Marvel so much these days. Mm. I am sort of largely... A free um, spirit. Uh, well, yeah, that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a lot of Image at the moment, which are basically... I'm not reading superhero stuff. I feel like now I get quite a lot of my big superhero fixes from the cinematic universe. Yeah. And the really nice thing about that is that they're all based pretty much on comics that I read sort of like 10 years ago because that was one of the greatest eras that Marvel have done. Um, but at the moment, stuff like everybody's fucking heard a saga, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to say how good that is. But like, uh, one of the things I'm reading at the moment is a comic called Die, um, which spelt D-I-E, but actually refers to not just the concept of hitting the end of your mortality, but also dice, because it's right. basically like it's mm-hmm. Jumanji, but getting stuck in a role-playing game. Mm, yes, please. Um, written by Kieran Gillen. <laughs> oh, okay. Very I didn't good. know he was doing that. Yeah, yeah. So that and that's partially because he's coming to the end of what I think is one of the greatest runs of uh, comics of the last decade, which is The Wicked and the Divine. If you want to read a comic book, which is literally about pop stars, well, gods being reincarnated as pop stars. Um, so that it's about gods that get reincarnated every, I think, uh, like 80 years or something like that. And depending on what the era is, depends on what they get incarnated as. Like right. Batman Scoop. 
That's actually quite good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think the previous time they were around, they were like 1920s gangsters. Uh, and Sorry, I'm just really excited yeah. about thinking of another one. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. I'm really distracted. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, gangsters. But yeah, so they were previously incarnated as gangsters because they were like the, the key sort of things at the time. Mm-hmm. And so when they're reincarnated in 2014, I think it is, yeah, they come as pop stars, which is very, very cool. That is cool. Mm, very uh, good. Do you have any comic books podcasts that you listen to i don't actually oh no and that's largely because like i just not found one that's good that's fair Mm -hmm. so if anybody does have one that they want to recommend that both me and tom can listen to underscore uk feedback at ign.com that's exactly what pratik patel did he says hi all bit of a two-part email from here you greedy bastard cheeky uh i was listening to a recent episode of the podcast where you mentioned some of your favorite droids from star wars but was surprised that nobody mentioned HK-47 from KOTOR. I, I, I do like HK-47. I know you're a he big fan. He looks like a freak bastard. <laughs> he is probably one of the best droids in terms of his character and what made KOTOR so special. That's Knights of the Old Republic, if mm-hmm. people don't know what KOTOR yeah. is. I highly recommend checking out the game or some YouTube compilations if you're unfamiliar. So I was having this chat with... Was it yesterday with you, Matt? Maybe a little bit longer yeah, ago. I've, oh, ne- yeah. I've never played Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, so I think good. I've I tried a couple of times, but I never played it at the time, and I think I tried it like two or three years ago and I just thought that I can't play this you can get it on fucking iPad I think I tried playing it on like um, a tablet or something Mm -hmm. and yeah it was like this doesn't play well am I right in thinking it doesn't it's very old now it's so old yeah Mm -hmm. but it hasn't held up it's hard to play now I don't know one of my best friends told me a story that is amazing about KOTOR which Mm. was he was on a train and uh, that thing happened where someone's headphones weren't plugged in properly so it was playing out loud um, and it was a section in Knights of the Old Republic. So he was drawn to it by the noise, and he was like, oh, Knights of the Old Republic, shit, I haven't seen this in years. So he looks mm. over, and the guy's in a bar trying to pay someone for sex. <laughs> like, he's trying to offer credits to some Twilight dancer to, to have sex with him, and she turned him down, which is bad anyway. But when it's playing out loud on a commute, like, that's the saddest thing that could yeah, ever happen Yeah, because there's a lot of people that won't know that that's Star Wars. Yeah. And we'll just exactly. think he's having a chat with someone. Yeah. <laughs> Getting anyway. turned down. Uh, we've also got that he recently finished watching that's Pratik not uh, the guy on the yes. train uh, finished watching The Expanse he <gasps> said it would come up again synchronicity uh, and found it ama- uh, found it to be amazing so much that he started re-watching it with his wife who isn't normally a sci-fi fan mm-hmm. it starts out slowly but each season gets better and better and I feel like it's probably one of the best sci-fi shows ever and one that seems to fly under the radar even though it's rated really highly have any of you guys watched it and if so what do you think you know weirdly the only other time we've ever talked about The Expanse is when someone wrote in with basically exactly the same <laughs> yeah. email, which was, I, do you watch yeah, it? I didn't know both of you had watched it because I've never watched it. It's wicked. But I have to say, I stalled on season three. I didn't quite get why people liked season three as much as they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also didn't think it started slowly. Uh, I really enjoyed the... Well, no, it does start slowly. I, I think just it's because I don't season, think it's negatively slow. Yeah, okay. season two like ramps up to like 100 miles an hour very, very yes. quickly. Um, but How it's many seasons is it? Three. And does it oh, end? Wait, no, four is four out or is four in production? Because oh, this so is still going. Remember. I did in my head that it, well, it, it was no. one that had wrapped up. It got cancelled and oh, then yeah, Amazon bought it out. Okay. Um, so is it an unsatisfying ending where it left off? Oh, yeah, it would have been if it, yeah, if okay. it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... The common thing is it's Game of Thrones in space, which is very easy to okay. say. But it's what it's, what that essentially means is there's a huge cast of characters all with varying motivations and you're not just following one side. Mm-hmm. So the story as you started to explain is like Earth still exists and it's run by the United Nations mm-hmm. Mars is essentially a breakaway place the United Nations sent people to Mars then they broke away and became as they always do on Mars <laughs> warlike um, but they sort of they're more like technology interested than war interested it's just they're good at war because they've got all the tech yeah. and then there's the belt which is full of poor people who went out to get their make their gold rush kind of mining lives and got stuck there and couldn't get back and they've got a sort of terrorist organisation that's built up there which is kind of like space IRA <laughs> um, yeah. which and Jared Harris is is a big part of that Jared Harris it? plays wow. this in it, I'm fucking in it. amazing <laughs> character Jared Harris makes up an accent that is simultaneously Jamaican, Chinese, and like South African. South African. Sorry. It's insane. <laughs> it's I'm now the, suddenly much more interested. It's one of the best accents. Up, because, oh, like, I love Jared Harris. Yeah. Only Jared Harris could make me think, 
you're not an idiot doing that voice yeah. <laughs> that you've made up. Um, it's so good. Is it's, it the sort of thing that need, you feel like could wrap up well? They could have a good ending to it? Or is I, it so bit... I don't know much about the books, but I'm assuming there is an ending that they would work towards. They're not done, are they? I don't know if the books are finished yet, because they're not actually that old, are they? No. Then, then it's like... Whereas, like, The Witcher and, and sort of Game of Thrones are all, like, 1990s books, I think this is from, like, millennium onwards. Yeah. They're not super old. Okay. Um, I'm intrigued. But, yeah, I really like it. The only thing you need to get past is particularly the first series, like, quite low CGI budget. Okay. Um, so some people just go, like, oh, it looks rubbish. But mm-hmm. it's very rooted in, like, science and how things would actually work mm-hmm. to, to some mm-hmm. extent. It's very and cool. sort of has quite a lot of... It's surprising at how many physical prop sets are in it. Mm-hmm. So it does have that... Battlestar Galactica kind of feel to it where there's lots of sturdy corridors and big doors and yeah. Battlestar's always one I've thought about watching but I never have but I know the twist right at the very end so I feel like oh, that's I a lot of it I started really it but I just couldn't get on with it because mm. it's all well. about the Iraq war and I'm done with it <laughs> <laughs> we've done the yeah, maybe Iraq maybe it slightly war. is a thing mm. of its time but I, I do have a lot of love for Battlestar mm. Mm, well, there we go. If you've got what, what's everyone's favourite sci-fi shows? That's a good little <laughs> feedback. There's topic. not that many good sci-fi shows. Well, people might have ones they think are good, Joe, that you haven't seen. Probably is the Expanse. Mm, there we go. That's Joe's answer. Why don't you send yours into IGN? Und- <laughs> ah, I believe in you. That was right. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. Before with more motivation than I just propelled yeah. into that sentence. Um, can we? play You Only Live Twice at the end? Why? I just like that song. It's not the best Bond song. No, but it's, it's, it's a just good a, Bond it's song. a fun song. It's not Live and Let Die. No, it's not Live and Let Die. Well, we could do that if you prefer. Yeah, because it's better. What about Shirley Bassey? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Live and Let Die. All right. Wings. Only the band The Beatles could have been. Can you play it right now, please? <laughs> <laughs> so live and let die.